Hello and welcome to the Wiretap Whisper podcast episode 15 presented by me, Sammy ASMR. If this is the first time you're watching the podcast, this is a ASMR uh, creator focused podcast series where I sit down with other ASMR artists in the space and I talk to them all about uh, their channel, their personal life, and basically everything in between. We try to keep it chill, try to keep it soft-spoken or whispered. Uh, this episode's going to be in soft-spoken, so hopefully uh, you don't mind that. And yeah, today I am joined for the first time on the podcast by a male creator, and today we are joined by completely casual ASMR, a.k.a. Mike. Hey everybody, how are you? <laughs> so for those of you guys who are watching who aren't familiar with uh, Mike and his content, um, I have a quick summary for you. So yeah, Mike is a an American content creator on uh, YouTube and Twitch. Um, he has over 10,000 subscribers on YouTube and just under 80 videos. Um, he's been uploading now for uh, nearly a year and a half. And if I was to kind of summarize the style of ASMR that he goes for, like the genre and stuff like that, um, it's more personal attention role plays, uh, specifically uh, medical ones. And um, yeah, on the Twitch side of things, he has been on Twitch now for just under a year and he has 4,000 followers, um, mainly on Twitch. It is, you know, ASMR as well, uh, but things like Pokemon pack openings is what you'll find on there. Uh, now that's a boring summary from me and a quick one and Mike's going to give a better one. So yeah, Mike, who are you today? Well, today, it's currently the day before my 34th birthday, so I'm almost 34. You know, um, I'm a married guy who likes to do content creation. I am a professional. I do a full-time job, so content creation is a hobby, but it's something I love to do. And uh, basically, I just try to be a good person every single day and bring a little joy to somebody out there, you know? Yeah. Um, and but yeah, that's about who I am today. Yeah. Uh, if you if you guys follow Mike, you'll definitely, you'll definitely see that he is those things across social media. And obviously, uh, he works very hard with uh, being, being a family man, uh, doing his full-time job and uh, all the YouTube and Twitch stuff as well. So we'll obviously dive into that and explore that uh, during the podcast. Uh, the base, basically the way it's going to work is there's a past, a present, and a future section. Uh, and we're going to make our way, uh, obviously starting with the past and moving towards the future. There'll be a bit of back and forth in between. Um, but for the most part, that's the structure that we're going to go with today. Um, so yeah, so before we dive into all the ASMR side of things, um, I wanted to talk to you just quickly about, about growing up. Uh, were you kind of like a, were you, were you like a city kid or more rural and I guess, like, what type of what type of kid were you growing up? Were you sporty, geeky, getting into trouble? So <laughs> it's kind of a mix of everything. So I'm a Navy brat. Uh, so I grew up, my, my dad was in the military. And we didn't really move around because he was a submariner. So he was out, you know, six to eight months a year for a while. Right. Uh, I grew up, I guess you could say, like, more like a rural suburb kind of thing in a very uh like old farm community kind of town mm -hmm. uh, i grew up in connecticut boring 
<laughs> boring. Uh, but where I grew up, like, yeah, like as a kid, like you played sports. So I, I played baseball for like seven years, played basketball for two years, but I loved wrestling. And I got into wrestling when I was about seven. Nice. And I wrestled for oof, nine years, something like that. Mm-hmm. And not too many concussions after a while. I had to I was, stop. I was gonna say it must be like a high, a high injury prone sport <laughs> for sure. And you break a, you know, you break a thing or two here and there. Yeah. Um, you know, but I wrestled for a while. That was a big part of growing up for me. Um, I was a nerdy kid though. I've mm-hmm. always been a nerd. Like I was a book nerd. I was addicted to reading books. Like, what are we talking? I was read. I read The Hobbit for the first time in like third grade. Wow. I just fell in love with fantasy novels, and uh-huh. then just you know after that it was terry pratchett and just kept going you know brandon sanderson and i just kept going my dad's a big nerd too i mean for me it was always books video games and then everything else like i loved books and i loved video games you know yeah used to play doom on a joystick wing commander on a joystick on like an old apple II computer wow so was that your like your first video game experience did you have like a like a first console what was that my first console was probably an original Game Boy, which I still have. It's in a drawer over there. Okay, nice. I got that when I was seven, so 1993. No, 94. <laughs> before, I was, before I was even born? <laughs> yeah, so it was 94. Uh-huh. Uh, we did have an N- I did have an NES, but my parents were kind of weird about video games. They were very much like, my mom was a teacher, and they were very uh-huh. much like, did not want us on a video game console. They had no problem with us playing computer games. I think it's just because my dad was a computer game nerd. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like we didn't really have a console in the house until maybe in like 99, we got a GameCube for Christmas. Me and my brother got a GameCube for Christmas. Yeah, in like 99. That's like our first console in the house. Yeah. But we had Game Boys. They were just weird about it. Yeah, I feel like it's it's interesting you say about your dad kind of heavily influenced you. I think that was the same for me. He had a, um, a Sega Mega Drive with uh, Sonic on, and that was my first experience. And I think since he since he um, yeah since he uh, opened that world up to me, I just, I don't think I've looked back since. So, oh yeah, um, <laughs> it's a trapdoor. You fall down and you don't come back out. Of. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> game for life. Um, so yeah, you've you, you know you've done all these sports, your baseball, your basketball, your wrestling and stuff. Did you? What did you do after high school? Did you go to college? Um, did you do a degree? Anything like that? Yeah, so I did go to college. Um, my college plans changed up a little bit because one of the things, uh, like in high school, uh, I got really into running, like track, and you know I was actually pretty good. Uh-huh. And I was like focusing on getting scholarships, and that was like my focus because I really wanted to run in college. Um, tore my quadricep apart <laughs> destroyed it uh during a meet and you know goodbye college running dream so i had to like refocus my stuff and at the time i was really into uh you know fitness and nutrition like the science aspects of every, of it and everything mm-hmm. so i was like i want to go to school for dietetics yes you know the science and nutrition uh so i went to school in, a school in pennsylvania but it wasn't a good fit. So I ended up transferring to another college. And then I was like, I don't want to be a dietitian. I want to be a writer. So I got an English degree. Oh my gosh. Instead. And I still managed to finish college in four years, even with the transferring and losing credits, but it took a lot of like, I did like summer classes. I did, 
winter break classes. I basically was just in class for like three years straight trying to graduate on time. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to do fifth year on a degree. But, you know, then I graduated in 2009, so I should have probably hung out in college a little while longer because it wasn't really fun in the job yeah. <laughs> job market back then. Wow, so you went, yeah, yeah, you went from like doing sports to nutrition to, to writing and stuff. That's... Yeah, I mean, I've always kind of written. I think that kind of comes with being a nerd. I think every every nerd growing up goes, I want to write a great fantasy novel at some point, you know? Yeah, it's like you get this creative itch, like your imagination's just like constantly running wild, like let me, let me scratch it. Yeah. <laughs> it never stops. It, it drives me. I mean, I have ADHD. I don't have a problem talking about it. I was diagnosed. 10 years old, dealt with it for over 20 years of my life. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm no expert in managing it or anything like that, but you know, I think it should be talked about and stuff. But like one of the things with ADHD is you can't ever focus on one thing. And my brain is always in the clouds, like yeah. always in the clouds. I'm always thinking of some new idea. I planned on taking this weekend off from filming and I thought of an idea three days ago. I can't get out of my head. So I'm filming the thing. I love like, that I though. Care. Yeah. Like it's got to get done. I got to get it out of my brain. Because if I don't get it on the camera or I don't get it on the paper, it's going to be gone forever. Yeah. No, I like that. So um, you've done a lot of different things. What what field of work are you currently involved with, like, at the minute um, with, the, with the full-time stuff? So I currently work in the scientific sales field. But, you know, I don't get too much into my work detail. Yeah. But I'm a, basically a professional sales person. Okay. That's so you've, you've, you've had your fingers in a lot of different pies then, as they say. You've done a lot of work. Like, yeah. I mean, I would give you the rundown. After college, I went back to doing asphalt work, which I did during the summer. During college, I also interned at a major pharmaceutical company for two summers. Um, after the asphalt job, because that was a temp summer thing when I graduated, I went to working in a marina and like literally hauling boats out of the water, oh my God. scraping off barnacles, power washing boats, putting boats on blocks, shrink wrapping boats for the winter, like yeah. all that kind of storage stuff. And then I got my first professional job. In like the corporate America, mm-hmm. the classic, the classic nine to five, yeah, oh yeah. But I think like all them experiences have probably like helped you grow, you know, as a person. All these different skills, you know, different social interactions with each one. Like I feel like, yeah, you learn a lot. Mm-hmm. You learn a lot. So what you I think like for me, like the most important thing was to stop. You learn how to stop caring about anything that other people think or mm-hmm. say about anything because it doesn't matter you know and really like my job experience help me focus on like my own happiness and those around me in my immediate vicinity you know that's why i don't get like pressed like if i get shitty comments online yeah <laughs> you, you're used to it yeah you've got, yeah, you got you can't this problem me with that kind of stuff yeah so the the big question is you know how how did you come across across asmr what was that what was that first experience like and i always tried to ask the creators that i get on can you remember like a first video that you actually watched that was asmr and who oh, i know the first video i ever watched who the, who um, that was yeah that was heather feathers cranial nerve exam okay well and that was back in like 2012 2013 somewhere mm-hmm. around there how did that come about? Um, I'm a very bad sleeper. Mm-hmm. I always have been. Like, I've literally been running on four to five hours of sleep my entire life. It's shit. Yeah. Part of my French. Like, it sucks. Mm-hmm. But it is what it is. It's just, I, I don't know. And I don't, I can't do sleeping pills. I've been through that whole route with doctors and stuff. It, it's bad for me. I don't like doing it. 
Um, so I was up one night. It was like 2 a.m. And I was wide awake. And sitting in this office, actually, I couldn't sleep. And I was like just desperately Googling like ways to help you fall asleep. And yeah. I ran across some obscure article on ASMR. <laughs> so I went to YouTube and I just typed it in. I think I typed in like relaxing sounds or something like mm-hmm. that. And I ran across this Heather Feather video and it had so many views. And I was like, oh, so many people watched it. It might must work or something. So yeah. I, I was out five minutes. Done. Gone. <laughs> Passed out. And I think I've watched ASMR almost every single night since. I mean, give or take, you know, nights here and there. But... Yeah. It's crazy how like all these little different like threads came together for you to to watch that first video and obviously get to where you are now. Uh, and we'll explore that more. Um, the next question I normally ask is uh, like, what made you, what made you stay for more? Obviously, I think that's obvious in this case, you know, it's, you found something that finally. Uh, sleep. Yeah, was was helping you sleep and it was a bit healthier than tablets and stuff like that. So. Oh yeah. Um, no, seriously, it was the sleep thing. And it wasn't like it was it wasn't just the fact that like it would help me fall asleep like sooner and earlier. Because mm-hmm. like I'm gonna I can go to bed at ten o'clock at night and I'll just lay there until two in the morning. Yeah. And won't fall asleep. Not looking at my phone. I can just like literally lay there, won't fall asleep. But ASMR, I can go there, lay in my bed watch a video out in five, 10 minutes. And mm-hmm. so I'm sleeping longer. I'm sleeping better. So it was just better for me. Yeah. And then I just started finding more artists that I just truly enjoyed watching. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time I found Zeitgeist and I was like, holy crap. Yeah. You know, <laughs> this guy, this guy's amazing. He's like, I think, I think I said once he's like the, he's like the Willy Wonka of, of ASMR, like the way he um, genius. constructs things and all that. Yeah. He's brilliant. I mean, he's he's brilliant. Yeah, you know, because and I am not a person that like I if I'm watching a uh, ASMR video, I I prefer like role play type videos, things like that. Mm-hmm. I don't normally go for like like straight triggers. There's very few artists that I watch. I appreciate what all artists do. Yeah, because it takes a lot to do a straight trigger video. Because that crap is boring to film. <laughs> yeah, it tell is. me about I'm it. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's mainly can, like for me. I, my mind starts one. I'm, I could sit there with my 3DO and two of the fluffy earpicks for like five minutes and I'm just like looking around. <laughs> <laughs> so it takes a lot to film one of those. And mm-hmm. I really respect it. But Zeitgeist is one of the few ASMRs that do trigger videos that I like can watch and fall asleep. Really well. Yeah. It's a, it's a whole performance. It's a soundscape. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it's insane. So good. Yeah. I feel like, um, I feel like him and, and Atlas are probably like right up there for like production value right oh yeah definitely mm-hmm. i mean like you're talking two very different asmr styles right definitely different general. styles yeah yeah because yeah. i feel like the cinematic asmr community i mean that's amazing those guys have so much talent like mm-hmm. every creator in that space just has so much talent when it comes to editing and filming and like i mean there's a lot of gear you need to be able to have to accomplish certain levels of that kind of stuff <laughs> yeah yeah you know, and I think there's, you know, that's a segment of the community. Like, it's really cool, but it's a very specific type of ASMR. Mm-hmm. So, like, for me personally, I love watching cinematic ASMR. Yeah. Wicked cool to watch. I had, don't get tangles from it, though. No. Yeah. I think it's really cool, but, like, I don't get tangles from it. 
personally. Yeah, I, th- I feel like that's the, I mean, that's the, one of the best things about the space is it's, it's horses for courses, right? You go from cinematic ASMR all the way to lo-fi stuff where it's just some person yeah. with a, with a phone, no, no mic, no, no uh, crazy visuals, anything like that. Uh, and, and oh, yeah, it's, I love it. I mean, lo-fi, I love some old school lo-fi. Mm-hmm. Like you give me like, like old school darling. Oh yeah. Like when she was just on her, her iPhone uh-huh. with like, you know, like she had great videos, even like Lottie loves old videos. Lottie's mm-hmm. great. Like I love her stuff. She does fantastic work. Another UK um, creator. Yeah. Oh, I, I love the UK creators. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. I'm like, they, I, I definitely lean towards the UK creators <laughs> myself personally. Yeah. That's just me. Well, it might be the accent. I don't know. The accent. Yeah. It's very relaxing. I mean, I like so many creators, though. I mean, my ASMR list on my personal YouTube account, mm-hmm. it's, it's over a thousand creators. Yeah. Do you have YouTube Premium as well? No, I don't, don't. actually. Oh, wow. I don't have YouTube Premium. I think I have every other premium service premium you could thing. probably want <laughs> entertainment-wise, but not YouTube and not Spotify. Not Spotify. Yeah. No, because I'm weird with music. Like, I'm not weird, but, like, I don't. I, I have to like feel the music that I'm listening to. It's a very weird thing mm-hmm. for me. I don't know what it is. Like, I can't just sit there and listen to the radio and listen to like random songs come through. Like, it doesn't work. Like, I, it's, no, I don't you, know how to explain it. You need to vibe. But I grew up playing music too. I didn't tell you that. Oh my gosh. Another <laughs> talent. I the drums when I was seven. <laughs> <laughs> so I played, I played in like, you know, did concert band. I did marching band. I did mm-hmm. a little drum and bugle. Uh, I played in a jazz, competitive jazz band. Uh, for a while wow. until I stopped drumming but uh yeah so like I, I like love music like and I love all types of music like mm-hmm. I love everything from like show tunes to like hardcore metal but I'm also a product of being a teenager in the early 2000s so you know emo holds a very special oh, yeah. place in my heart same <laughs> yeah I always say like 2006 to 2009 pop punk is like is my is my go-to oh yeah um, Hands down. I mean, if you put on Modest Mouse, you're probably my best friend. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I was into like Breaking Benjamin. Um, oh, me too, big time. Who who Bastank and stuff like that. I love Breaking Benjamin. Yeah, there's so no good. shame. In it. There's so there's good. no shame in it. <laughs> I mean, have you ever heard Diary of Jane like acoustic? Oh, yeah, I think I have. Yeah, that's probably one of the best acoustic songs I've ever heard in my life. Mm-hmm. Like hands down. Yeah. No. I'm a big Coheed fan. Like Coheed and Cambria is my favorite band of all time. Nice. Yeah. Like I even put them above Queen and I've been listening to Queen since <laughs> I was like two. And I love Freddie Mercury. God on earth. But yeah, I, I don't know. Coheed is just like, it just gets me. Yeah. I think, um, <laughs> I think my parents growing up, one was, um, one was like a literal like punk rocker in like a local punk band. And then the other one was also the same, but she kind of more veered off into like pop music, like ABBA and stuff like that. So I think like listening to both, cause as a kid, you were like, you had to suffer what they put on in the car. So I'd have like ABBA um, and, and, and there's like a UK band called Take That on one side. And then I'd have like Green Day and Rancid and stuff on the other. And they, I think like they just came together, the, both the styles. And that's why I like pop punk. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, mine was, um, <clears throat> my mom leaned towards like the oldies, you know, like 60s and 70s and stuff. Okay. Even 50s at the time, because I mean, we're talking, you know, car rides in the early 90s. So yeah, 
the fifties, you know, for oldies. Uh-huh. Um, my dad was country music, but then my mom would whip out like Aerosmith or Zeppelin, <laughs> yeah. you know, and we'd be like going down in the car, like listening to the immigrant song on the way to school or something like, wow. <laughs> and I just like, I don't know. I always lean towards like heavy rock metal. I don't know why I just did as a kid. I just loved it. I think it was because of the beats and the percussion. Like I was just like mm-hmm. really into like the heavy stuff. Yeah, and then yeah. as I got older, it like progressed into the more like, you know, more the punk, the emo, you yeah. know, pretty much anything. If you put a good guitar riff in a song, I will probably like it. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I, that's how I look at music. <laughs> I feel like we could, we could talk about music all day long. I think mm-hmm. music does uh, just as much for me as, as ASMR does. Um, but yeah, so, you know, you kind of got lost in, a, in an ASMR rabbit hole, if you will. Um, you know, oh, you, yeah. fa- you found your thing. What, what then made you, what gave you the motivation to, to start your own channel? Because um, I realized actually. Yeah, I think that all the time. I realized actually you started your channel April last year, right? So uh, right, at the, yeah. right at the start of the pandemic, I'm guessing. I, I I called it the pandemic push. It was like the push everyone needed who was like on the edge of starting their own channels. It was like the push they needed to actually start. It definitely was for me. I definitely will say like the pandemic like push definitely happened. But um, I had actually been thinking about doing it for a couple of years because mm-hmm. I don't really, I, I, I work a lot. I think my professional job, I don't really have a creative outlet for anything. Right. And I, I'd been thinking about doing it for a long time, but like my thing was like, I don't know anything about filming. I don't know anything about editing. I don't think about anything. I was like, and I'm driving all the time for work and I'm tired all the time. Like, and then pandemic happened and my job didn't really change. I just stopped traveling. Mm-hmm. So I just happened to be home more. Yeah. And I just had a lot less time because I'm not commuting so much. So it was like, I wasn't exhausted at five o'clock in the afternoon, mm-hmm. you know? And I, at one point I was just like, man, I have more free time at night. I have more free time on the weekends because like I just work is just not as busy. I was like, I'm going to do something. So I finally just bit the bullet and just started it. You went for it. Yeah. Just went for it. Now I should have thought it through more and done some more <laughs> research and actually figured out what the hell SEO was. And, you know, maybe watched more tutorials on a million things. But, you know, yeah, I learned by doing. I don't read main, I don't read instructions. Yeah. Um, I know, I know what you're talking about, like with the planning and stuff, cause I'm like, you know, I don't have OCD or anything like that, but I, I'm, I'm a bit of a perfectionist. So I'll try to do as much as I can, like pre, uh, the thing I'm doing. Um, and then, and then, yeah, like the, the SEO stuff, like you said. So did you, did you have any like early expectations going in? Was it kind of just like, okay, I, I really want to do this. I'm just going to do it for fun. Or did you kind of say, okay, like. You know, I, I overthought I'm, the entire process okay. in the wrong way. I will tell you that I literally built a PVC pipe frame to put around my filming space and drape with weighted blankets to dampen noise. Oh my gosh. Because I did not know you could just do noise reduction off a sound clip in an editing program. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I literally know knew nothing about any kind of audio or video recording yeah. prior to this channel. Mm-hmm. Like literally nothing. It was complete trial by fire by my own doing because I should have stubborn, and I was like, I'll figure it out. So I went about everything completely wrong, right off the bat. Yeah, and then when I finally got 
my feet under me, I guess, a little bit. And I met some people and they were like, they offered helpful criticism on like why things weren't working a certain way or things like that. Mm -hmm. And then it was just more like learning and researching and better quality and, you know, what works and then figuring out YouTube, which is, you know, you can't figure out YouTube. No, no. even There's YouTube no can't figure out YouTube. YouTube. It's, it's an algorithm that I don't understand and never will. You know, I've, I was turned on to another YouTube channel about growth by another creator. And I watched a lot of their videos and I've used a lot of the tips from their videos. And I definitely can say I've seen way more growth. I've been doing it since about January mm -hmm. using the tips from that video. And I've seen a lot more growth since January. Yeah. But like expectation wise, like I didn't come into this thinking I was going to make a channel and have a hundred thousand subscribers in a year or whatever. Mm -hmm. I knew what I had an idea of what I was up against, you yeah. know, in terms of like, and I don't like to call it com being competitive, but I mean, it is, I mean, YouTube is a competitive space, no matter which way you look at it. I love the ASMR community. I love how you know, like united it is about around, around a lot of things, but nobody likes to talk about the hard stuff with the business side of things. Yeah. Like a lot of people use YouTube as their business, as their life. They want to be competitive. That's why people get mad when you copy their original content. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why people don't want to share how they grow. I've, because, yeah, yeah, they may like you as a person, but they still want their video to do better than yours. Mm -hmm. And that's not a bad thing. That's a very normal thing for people, especially creators to feel like you make a video, you want people to watch your video. It's just, it's just, you know? it's just business in real life, isn't it? Yeah. At the end of the day, it's just, that's how it works. Yeah, it's always going to be competition. Thing. Yeah. You know, and I see that a lot in the community and I love the community, but it's like, yeah, it's like, I, like, I agree. People like build each other up and that's great, but it's like, you know, mm -hmm. they're going to push towards their own content first. That's just what it is. You know, people are good. You want, you make a video, you want people to watch it. Yeah. That's just what it is at the end of the day. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that, uh, but there's billions of people on the planet. You know, there's space for everyone. That's, that's the other thing. Yeah, it's true. Um, you know, and I, I've seen some, I've seen some creators going back and forth at it, you know, in terms of the stuff you're oh. just talking about, it, it happens. It, it does. I just, it, there's no original ideas left in the world anyway. I mean, look at the film industry. Yeah. We've literally been making comic book movies for the past 30 years because no one can write anything original. So, I mean, it's... Yeah there's no i mean there's i mean it even goes back to writing right you have your basic tenets of like five major story arcs you can actually have in any kind it's the same thing with any kind of asmr video okay you know yeah i mean maria is not getting mad when people are doing you know military themed medical plays <laughs> she did like the first oh, one back one. in like what 2014 mm -hmm. and that's still such an amazing video i don't care what anyone says that video is fantastic <laughs> yeah i think um I, I yeah there's always going to be crossover but i think like the beauty of it yeah. is if you can if you can apply your own personality to it to a video then just by doing that you know you're making it you're making it unique uh i feel like you know if you have watched a video and thought this is a good idea i think it's always good to just say oh you know this video was inspired by such and such and and, and leave a and leave a link if you want to do that i i would do that personally but that's the that's just, that's just who i am um you know it's funny because like um like you know amy k i do yeah amy k's Amazing. been on the podcast <laughs> yeah amy is awesome and you know i talked with amy and uh i think it was like a week ago yeah it was last week actually um 
I upload on Tuesdays, and I had saw that uh, Oopsie Daisy and, and Amy, I think it was ASMR Planet as well, or maybe Daisy, I can't really remember, I can't remember. They were doing a collab video, like a vampire, like a collab video. Uh-huh. And I had just filmed a vampire doctor video and was putting it out that afternoon. Like it was scheduled to go out and I messaged her. I was like, I hope you don't think I was just trying just, to copy you. Yeah. Yeah. That I happens. Mean, but it happens. Yeah. And you know what? ASMR trends. If you go back and you look at like, if, if you just pay attention and log into YouTube once a day and look at your subscriptions, right? You're going to see trends in ASMR. So like, for the past like four months, medical has been really, really big, right? Mm -hmm. So we're gonna have you can have the medical trend, and then we're gonna see a little vampire with and then we're gonna see more shave vids. Okay, and then you're gonna see the massage vids back, and then it goes right back to medical. It's a it's the same thing every year. Mm -hmm. It's it, it's funny, but that's because it works. Yeah. And that's what people like. You know, and yeah. that's fine. I mean, I like all three of those, so I don't complain. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> When um, I guess when you were starting out the channel, did you did you have any um, inspirations like inside the community? Like I guess did you look at certain creators and think, oh, I like what they're doing. You know, I want to apply some of that to myself. And then I guess also, did you have I, anyone? Did you have anyone, anyone outside the community, maybe friends, family that were kind of pushing you to do it as well? So no one in my personal life even knows I have an ASMR channel, except my wife. I'm gonna say you. I was gonna say hopefully your wife knows. And like maybe like. Two of her friends, mm -hmm. maybe no, because I think they caught it on my Instagram before I disconnected my personal, my, <sighs> my Instagrams were connected and I was like, oops. So those are all disconnected because I keep my personal life and my ASMR like separate, mm -hmm. mainly because the majority of the people in my life probably would not understand ASMR, nor would I think they take the time to try to. So it's a lot easier just to not deal with that Yeah, and getting into the whole stigmatization of asmr in general yeah i've had that a couple of times <laughs> yeah, it, yeah it's yeah it's it's dumb but like you you can't teach people who aren't willing to learn you know yeah yeah no. doesn't work you've got to pick your battles with that one so but like inspiration wise that was the one thing i was like i came into doing asmr and i was like i want to find my own thing Mm -hmm. Like, let me try doing ASMR like the way I like ASMR and the way I want to do it. I feel like that's the best way. Because ASMR is this really subjective experience. Like, and I'm not going to go in there, you know, copy Fred's voice with his classic, you know, mic full on display. And, you know, he moves around the microphone. Yeah, he, he is he, the space, <laughs> you know, or JoJo, you know, super up close, you know, on the Yeti, you know, doing all the sounds. Mm-hmm. You know, or, or or Zeitgeist, you know, who does a lot of up-close zoom-in shots on the microphone itself. Mm -hmm. You know, or taking a, you know, a, what is like a head wreck mic and dunking it in a tank of water because, I don't know, he, he just does crazy stuff. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, but, you know, I didn't want to, one, I didn't know how they did that shit. And two, I didn't want to copy, you know, the popular guys mm -hmm. on ASMR. But I also didn't want to, like, Try to copy the popular women's style either on ASMR. You know, I didn't want to come into the space and be like, I want to be like you by doing what you do. 
I just like more like I want to be like you guys and bring people, you know, relaxation and peace and sleep, but right. I want to do it and do your my way. way that I figure out. Mm -hmm. But that is taking a long time to figure out before yeah. like I actually build up any kind of like momentum in an audience and like I honestly spent like probably the first eight months. I almost killed I almost killed my channel. I was like, it's not growing, it's not going anywhere. This was fun, but maybe this was just a fun experiment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think, who did, I who did I have on? I think I had someone, might have been Carol ASMR, um, and I think her channel's like three years old, something like that. Um, and I think I think when I was like looking at her stats and stuff, I think it took her like a good year and a half to, to find her feet. Um, I remember talking to her about it, um, and she's just, yeah. I think she's just about to hit 100k now, so um oh yeah obviously doing really well Girl makes great stuff too yeah uh i think she found her uh her foot in with uh more spanish and argentinian audiences um and uh she's doing she's doing great things yeah um yeah she makes great content you know and people like that i mean i wish i spoke another language <laughs> to be honest because i think doing asmr in another language would be fantastic but i've taken over eight years of spanish and none of it is stuck in my head so mm. Don't think I'm one of those people that learns another language easily. Yeah. The last thing on this um, section, I guess, is you know you do YouTube, you do Twitch, you got your family, you got your job. Is it is it hard to balance to balance all of that? Like, do you have? I mean, that I didn't even include like you know personal time in there. Maybe maybe you don't know what that is. <laughs> um, scheduling. It's all about scheduling. So, you know, I work like eight to five every day monday through friday mm -hmm. i don't do any creative stuff there you know i'm working you know it's my job i when in i will say like when it comes to you know asmr my life and job like i prioritize my job over asmr yeah i have to yeah. you know but you know like uh but that's the beauty of youtube right you can schedule all your videos mm -hmm. like i schedule my videos are always scheduled Same. like i'm not actively there posting my videos like i let the robots do it mm -hmm. um but, you know, it's like, you know, I get off at five. Uh, thankfully, I do work from home, so it's a little bit, it makes life a little bit easier, yeah. you know, from that respect. Uh, you know, I try to spend some time with my wife before stream. I stream three nights a week. I don't start till 7.30 Eastern. So it's usually like 7.30 to 10, 10.30. Mm -hmm. Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. So Tuesdays and Thursdays, you know, I have time to spend my wife. Saturdays, you know, time during the day, Sunday. But, you know, it, it is tough. You know, I usually film on Saturday nights after my wife goes to bed. So I usually don't even start 9, 30, 10 o'clock mm -hmm. at night. And then depending how much I'm doing, sometimes I'll film until 1, 2 in the morning, stay up, transferring audio files. <laughs> and my thing is, it's like when I start something, I have to keep doing or I, I end up what I did this week where I procrastinated. And now I have a really awesome video that's just sitting at, in, in like halfway edited and it's not even close to being done mm -hmm. i'm gonna end up filming another video tonight which i probably will finish edit and have uploaded for tuesday but this one will not be done because that's just who i am as a person yeah but like it takes i, I definitely sacrifice a lot of personal time mm -hmm. you know um it's just it's balancing and sometimes you just gotta say no to one thing and you know to do another yeah. so like like for this week, like I wanted to get that video done. I'm not gonna get it done. No, you've prioritized those things. Yeah, yeah, you know. 
but you, I mean, I will say one of the things, especially content creators, is like you. Uh, I don't do this full time. You know, no way. <laughs> this is for myself. But like, I can see burnout so easily doing content creation because mm-hmm. you really don't have a lot of personal time. And even when you have personal time, you're still on. You're still on your social media. You're still on YouTube. You're checking your comments. Or you have a Discord because you have a community. Mm-hmm. Like you're still on. And you're you're always accessible to someone 24-7 unless you physically put your phone down and turn your computer off and walk away from it. Yeah, it's hard. So it's kind of like, I don't know. I find I, find I divide my life. There's content creator Mike and then there's, you know, yeah. Mike has to be an adult. <laughs> yeah obviously uh, i'm not a big fan of that one <laughs> we never will be um nah. i get yeah i guess that kind of that kind of wraps up this the the past stuff um moving on to the presence kind of present semi-past as well uh so for this this section i kind of like uh to go on the channel and kind of put things under a microscope look at some stats even though you know a lot of the time we like to we like it. we like to not do that um so I go all the way back to the beginning, first video, um, and your first video was ASMR Barbershop Trim and Shave. Uh, what, what are your thoughts? Technically not my first video. Huh? Technically not my first oh, video. Oh, so so what I was going to say was... I deleted a couple of my early, uh, early videos because they were really bad. Really cringe. Okay. And I really hated looking at them. Okay. Well, that's funny you should say that because I was, I was going to say, like, what, what are your thoughts on that video? Because some people um do tend to cringe and and they do delete the first videos um for them reason <laughs> that barbershop one i don't think it's bad no i don't think it's good mm. but i don't think it's bad what happened with either. the what happened with the dimensions in that video because the oh i suck at editing <laughs> that's really what it was i suck at editing and i oh you know what i was filming off my iphone okay at the time, my old iPhone, I think that was an iPhone 8. Mm-hmm. But I like, I knew nothing about lighting, nothing about filming. Like, yeah. I don't even do, like, Instagram video. <laughs> like, the whole, like, everyone learning how their phone cameras worked happened. Like, I was already in, co- I mean, I was, when I was in college, most, like, the iPhone, like, had just come out. Like, that was a new thing. Yeah. So, like, you know, I grew up around the Blackberries and stuff like that. So I know nothing Bro. about filming stuff. So, like, my old stuff, yeah, aspect ratios are whacked and <laughs> angles look weird. And it's kind of weird stuff. Yeah. Sometimes it pops in there. And I was using, like, free film editing software, too. Mm-hmm. Like I was using Filmora. And I, I don't know. I didn't know anything about it. It's, yeah. It's, it's a steep learning curve. Oh yeah, I'm like I don't know. I, I I still look at my videos. I'm like I don't know how to edit anything. Yeah, no, I think I mean I'm like a, it's kind of like just you know fake it till you make it. You know what I mean? It's like, like I pick up little things. I mean, thank God for people like Bearded Audio, like Ian for like answering my audio problem questions because like more than once I have recorded a video and there's something horrifically wrong with the audio. And I'm like, Please fix this. <laughs> <laughs> like I really don't want to do that again. Yeah, you know. I th- but, yeah, 
I feel like I was re I think I read some of the comments in that video and I kind of got the vibe that you, you'd done that video cause you'd, it was something that you liked, you liked personally, like going to the barber and, and getting a shave and stuff yeah, like I that. I love going to the barber, even so, though I'm bald. That's <laughs> <laughs> my choice. So, you know, it was easy, it was easy for you to like apply that role play, I guess, cause you kind of, you, you know, you knew the ins and outs of it and the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like the barber techniques and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah. The nuances. I, that's the word. Yeah. That's something I've always been like in my life is like, I'm, I am unobservantly observant. So when I'm in a space, like I don't pay, I don't necessarily always pay attention to what maybe is the most interesting thing in a space i pay attention to everything around me i always have it's just like a natural thing i just pick up stuff around me so like when i'm in a barber shop you know i notice like nuances of like how they move and how like you know how certain way they use a clipper or the certain way they angle their things like that you know the little things mm -hmm. but for me like you put those little things in an asmr video and i really feel like it elevates you know the video just a little bit more i think yeah yeah for sure. Did, and the next thing I want to talk about, um, and obviously these are uh, real-time views, right? I, ca I can't go back and, and I probably can somewhere, but I can't go back and look at what, you know, what the views were in the first week. Um, so this is the second video. And again, you might have deleted more videos between the first and the second one that are on there. Um, but it's a cranial nerve exam with um, 11,000 views. Um, and I wrote, obviously, because I, you know, I, I presume that might have been your first video. And I was like, oh, well, 11,000 views on the second video uh, is, is kind of a lot, right? Um, I don't, yeah. I don't think, yeah. I'll, yeah. And obviously that'll have, grown, that, that'll have grown over time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's been the majority of my views as they grow over time. Mm -hmm. Kind of thing. Yeah. Um, did you like, I'm guessing going into like filming that, that video, cause I'm guessing that was your first one. Did it, did you know they were already like popular in the community? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, the medical role plays are like some of my favorite ones. So like I knew the medical role plays were the thing, you know, that people like, I mean, all you have to do is go on YouTube and search up like ASMR video and sort it by like most popular. Yeah. You know, and once you get past like the Korean channels and like it's the, the mukbangs, the mukbangs, honestly, <laughs> not my style. I no. mean, power to them, but not my thing. I can't watch that. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> Me neither. But once you pass the mukbang, then you're into medical ASMR. Mm -hmm. And then you see, like, you know, those are really the hugely popular ones, you know, stuff like that. And I'm always like the cranial nerve exam ones. And it's probably because that was like the first one that I ever got like the tingles from and everything. So, right. Yeah, I figured you'd go for that. You've always just resonated with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, just watched for me. I think after that, like, I think we could, you kind of touched on it before. You, you, you basically, um, you know, you experimented, I think is the right word with, with the content. There was a, yeah. there was a lot of variety early on when I was like looking and stuff. Um, but obviously it was clear to me that the, the more personal attention role play videos that you were doing, especially the medical ones, like were, yeah, were doing much better. And I'm guessing you felt that as well. Yeah. And then I was turned on to that other person's YouTube. I can't remember her name. It's going to drive me nuts. <laughs> the other person's YouTube. Cause like she has a very good channel. Like about growth and like she gives you very good advice on how to do it um but i learned about like channel authority during from her videos mm -hmm. which basically is like you do a very similar type of video week over week over week yeah and youtube's algorithm recognizes that this is video and their algorithm pushes that type of video with 
the other videos out there that are similar to that, and it gives actually gives your your channel something called channel authority. Just basically establishes your channel as this type of channel. Yes, and I think that's tough to, to establish in the ASMR world because, like, do I enjoy doing medical role plays? Yes. <laughs> I know you're gonna. Say I that. love doing the more fantasy based role plays, though. I love the way, but like, I put that up and it doesn't get views because YouTube won't push it. I put a medical video up and YouTube's like, "Up oh, here you go," yeah. and they're just like, "There you go." Mm-hmm. So it's it it's tough and it like it definitely influences like how you do content. Yeah. Like I wrote down pretty much a plan for a video because I only do one video a week. That's all I have time for. I tried doing two videos a week for a long time. And it just stressed me out way too much. Putting extra deadlines on myself. Um but I already sat down and I like planned out a couple of weeks ago, like the rest of my year video wise. I mean, not all the ideas are developed. I mean, it might just be one word for one week <laughs> yeah. or, that or whatever, but <laughs> you know, and it, I planned it out and it's going to be like, okay, well, it's going to be this type and then medical, 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 this type, medical, medical, medical. It's like, I have to like keep doing the medicals and I can sprinkle in Every so some of the creative yeah. stuff. I think, but well, like, I can't just question. do like fantasy, 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 fantasy. No my channel will just die mm-hmm. yeah and it's kind of a bummer not gonna lie it does suck yeah um i think it's i think as humans we just we just want to keep doing different things just to keep it fresh but it, you just can't oh, yeah. you can't do it oh like i have an old video on there uh my dream thief video it's a good video i think i know i think i seen the one you're talking about that's a good video the dream thief too is might be a little bit better trigger wise that one might be a little bit better oh and then my only hands video <laughs> that was like that's like if you weren't into visual asmr that video is for you especially if you like hand movement asmr uh-huh. the, because it's only hands the name works as well it was, it was a nightmare to edit that video was like hell that <laughs> it was horrific no. Probably because I did it the wrong way, but still, it was horrific. It was, but it's a it's a good video. Like I really like the video. Like it, yeah, but I have a lot of old videos that like I really like, and I think they're actually good videos. And like the comments reflect that. It's just they never got pushed. Mm-hmm. But it is what it is, you know. I, yeah. I I leave them there because it's like I personally will go through if I especially if I find like an ASMR I've never watched before, mm-hmm. I will definitely dig into their whole catalog. Yeah, and you find gems like <laughs> in there. You know, my favorites list is like, there's definitely videos on my favorites list that like no one's ever seen before because they're just, but they, you know, they were buried deep, but they are like, they're so good. <laughs> just please don't remove this. <laughs> um, and I think, I think like, I, I mean, you had some like, I think you, you had some good like early success, right? You had a, a chiropractor video that had 14,000 views. You did an audio test yeah. role play. 19,000 yep. views, uh, annual physical exam, and that one has 11,000, you know, all within six months of, of starting the channel, which I, I, I think is really good. Um, I, <laughs> I get the next question was, uh, are medical uh, videos your favorites to film? And I think we've already touched on that. It's kind of like they, they're getting repetitive for you at this point. It's probably... Don't mind filming them. Mm-hmm. Like I'm doing one this weekend that I've never done before in terms of a medical video, and it's gonna incorporate like a ton of different medical triggers, and is a different. It's not even I'm gonna say it's a different style. It's just a different different scenario. 
yeah. the one that I actually basically gifted this scenario. So it's awesome. They, they, another creator told me about, it. they're like, you should do this. And I was like, all right, I'm going to do that. It's a great um, idea. Yeah. yeah, it's like, it's a fantastic idea and I'm going to add a little more elements to it and it's going to be really cool. Uh, so then I'm actually pretty excited to film, but like sitting down, like right now at this moment, like if you were like, oh, you got to go film like another eye exam or ear exam. I would just be like, fine. <laughs> and it's just like, I feel like people are going to get bored with my content if I keep doing that. But the, it's it's kind of a catch-22 because you're caught between like, yeah. I do this content because it performs well on my channel, which makes YouTube push it, which brings more people to view my channel, which gives me more subscribers. You know, so it's like you think about the growth, but then you think about the people that watch you uh -huh. on YouTube, right? And you're like, I don't want my audience to feel bored because I'm just giving them the same thing over and over and over. So it's like trying to find that balance of like, I know what you mean. what's going to make me grow, but what's going to keep it fresh? Yeah. But you have to stay within your lane or YouTube doesn't like to push it kind of thing. You know, it's, it's a hard balance. Yeah. Like I think for most channels, it's like a, it's like a 50, 50 split between, you know, if you look at analytics for a video, it's like, okay, 50% of these were subscribers, 50% were non-subscribers. And it's that oh, those analytics anymore <laughs> it's that yeah no i don't i don't really but um you know it's that you, you you've got like a core audience right that basically watches every single video you, you, that you'll upload yeah. and it's like it's like you say you know you've got to keep them entertained but obviously you've got to appeal to these non-subscribers who who aren't invested in you that are gonna see it because of the algorithm so it's it's just that balance i think everything in life yeah. is balance <laughs> yeah exactly and it's like you know my core audience sorry about that that was i couldn't hear it good how oh, it was motorcycles like my core audience like i still see the same people commenting on my video that i saw like in the beginning mm -hmm. yeah. you know and to me that's like a it's, really nice thing it's to fulfilling see. for sure yeah yeah so i always try to keep you know my core audience in mind um you know, when it comes to that kind of stuff, because they're the ones that have been here and like been watching, you know, they're the ones that contribute mm -hmm. statistics and everything. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's a balance. I mean, I have a star Wars video. I want to film so bad <laughs> and it is going to be so freaking cool, but it's going to not do well. Ah, no. <laughs> Why not? No, it might. It's not. No, I know it won't do well. And I know it's, and that's okay. Like, I'm okay with that, but like, I mentally have to base where I'm going to commit to actually filming this because it is going to take a long time to edit and I have to film at least three different videos to make it. Oh, okay. So it's like, yeah, one. it's a very involved idea, but I've had, I've had it scripted out for like four months. The, head, the idea has been in my head for like six months. So but I had to have a prop built for it. Like a custom prop oh, was built shit. and everything. So like, I'm doing it. It's just, it's yeah. going to take me some time. And now it's a little too, uh, it's getting a little too hot to like green screen. Uh-huh. In my house. Because, you know, so many lights and everything. Yeah. Even with the air conditioning running, it still gets way too hot. Mm -hmm. Well, I look forward to that. Yeah, that'll be, give me like two months, three months. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I normally, I normally end up talking about the, the creators, you know, top videos. So your top three videos, no surprises here. Um, we've got a face massage at number three, which has 41,000 views. Uh, and 
uh, as you titled it, a classic cranial nerve exam, which has 53,000 views and uh, an intense cranial nerve exam, which broke the six figure barrier and that has 153,000 views. Um, the last one in particular, did you, did you know it was going to like blow up in the way it did? Did you like, no, no. <laughs> and it didn't. That's the thing. So that video, it did really, really well right out the gate. Mm -hmm. Like first video I ever had that like blew up to like, I had to think I had a thousand views within two and a half hours or something okay, like that. That's good. Yeah. For my channel, that's like really, really quick. Uh -huh. Um, actually, here I can just pull up my analytics for it, make it easy. I don't know why <laughs> I'll just do that. All right, let's pull up that one. You can tell, you can tell, can't you? I know it's funny because you say, you say, you say a thousand in, in two and a half hours. And I think, I think I got excited once because I had a thousand in like 12 hours. So it's just, you know. Well, and that's the thing. So like yeah. you watch your numbers like grow over time. So like I like, I think when I, my first six months of my channel, I don't think a video would crack at three days, four days, mm -hmm. five days. Like it took time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if I look at the analytics on this video, I mean, it's got 50,000 views in the last 28 days. What? Yeah. Because oh, it was only, so it was it, only a two-month-old video, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like, a good portion of these views didn't come from when it was published. Yeah. Like, it, this thing, it went up to, I think, about 15K, and then it like stalled for a little bit. And then like two weeks later... I just happened to look at my analytics and it was like crazy up to like 60 and I was like oh and that's the thing is like I don't pay attention to my analytics yeah I don't no. like, because when I first started my channel I would pay too much attention to the numbers and it doesn't matter like I'm not a professional content creator I like as much as and I think a lot of people that do content creation really need to keep their perspective because i think anyone who does content creation i think we all have that little bit of a dream of like i really hope my channel blows up and i get like 100 cases i could do content creation full-time mm -hmm. or i could do content creation in a way that supports me and maybe work a less stressful job yeah you know so i think everyone has that kind of desire when it comes to content yeah i think so tons of money online without having to work a, classic style job you know yeah. um when i realized and i think it's the kind of one of those things it's gonna kick you in the butt you're gonna get that realization like maybe that's not you at that moment in time mm -hmm. doesn't mean it can't be you yeah just think maybe right now that's not you mm -hmm. you know you have to keep perspective on everything so i realized that like i was doing asmr and i questioned the quality of my asmr like actually doing triggers and stuff like that for a long time but like I've had a lot of really supportive viewers yeah. and people and, you know, other ASMRs too, who are like, no, your ASMR is good. Like keep mm -hmm. going. You just have to, you know, just takes time. So, you know, you get a little push to keep making the content to keep going. But I was, well, I was got to a point where it's like, I can't be obsessed about these numbers. Can't look at them all day, every day. Can't, no. People are going to watch it. People are not. That That's just what it is. Sometimes a video hits. Sometimes it doesn't, you know. And, you know, like I will say, like for me, you know, it's kind of tough sometimes when you put in the effort to a video and you really, really like it and it just doesn't. It feels so bad. Yeah. Do anything. 
Yeah. Like I, they vampire video. It's a vampire doctor video. People like vampires. People like the doctor ASMR. But it didn't really do great. It didn't do horrible on my channel. Like it definitely was like middle. But I was like, you know, that video is funny. Like in terms of like the actual content of the video, the mm -hmm. dialogue, it's funny. It's yeah. good. It's, it's pretty. It's sassy. I mean, it's snarky, but it's fun. You know. But then that comes down to titling so like that cranial nerve exam right i labeled it as intense mm -hmm. that's a search engine opposite optimization word yes. that triggers the youtube algorithm you know and when i'm like looking for an asmr video the last thing i want something is intense like i don't want like don't don't come at me also <laughs> <laughs> nice and gentle and put me to sleep yeah you know but you know people do like intense aggressive, aggressive right? yeah you know and like i'm not i am not one that likes the fast and aggressive like triggers like no. you know aggressively scratching on a mic oh no thank you like <laughs> for me but that's you know that's the view of asmr it's all subjective right mm -hmm. you know for sure again no hate against the trigger but like for me that's not asmr for, like that's not gonna give me asmr that's gonna give me the heebie-jeebies like mm -hmm. yeah you know but yeah, it just really came down to like accepting the fact that like this is how things are performing and I can try to make my content better and I can learn YouTube more basically in order to push my content forward. So yeah. it's not as easy as just like making a video, titling it, putting it on, crossing your fingers that <laughs> like it's going to blow up. Like you actually have to do a little work on your end yeah. to make that happen. Yeah. Wait, no one tells you that no because there's no handbook to there's no youtube yeah. 101 <laughs> youtube algorithm <laughs> yeah no so like there's the, you don't think there's anything special about that video that 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 really done it for it or i think it was the search engine modest about it yeah. terms, to be honest i think it was the way it was titled i think it was the way it did the, i think it was the way it did the description because if you if you take that video um yeah let me pull that one up again all right so if you take the intense cranial nerve exam and you watch that side by side to my ASMR classic cranial nerve exam. Mm -hmm. Is the more intense themes in it, do you think, as well? Like it's the intent there's nothing intense about that video. Oh, really? The triggers are not intense. They're not like hyper aggressive. Mm -hmm. They're not deep. I just use it as a search term. Yeah. Because I've seen that before, and but I've you, seen it where it's like sometimes it tells you like, oh, you know, if, if people are clicking on it for for this reason and you don't give them that reason, then, uh, you know, then it's not it's not going to do well. But I think in your case, it was doing well because you put it in and then they seen it anyway. And they kind of they were probably just not focused on the intense, but like focused on what was in front of them. And it was a good, obviously a good cranial nerve exam role play. So they probably, you know, probably just seen that past that. Most likely, because I didn't think it was like a clickbait article. Mm -hmm. Personally, I didn't think it was like really clickbaity. But again, I was messing with search terms and yeah. stuff at the time. Yes, that's something going on outside. It turns like a big old noise. Um, <laughs> I can't hear you. That's how their algorithm works. It's all based on the search engine term. Mm -hmm. All based on like you have to put a YouTube search term in your title and a Google search term in your title. Yeah, you have to because Google owns YouTube. Mm -hmm. So you have double search engine optimization just from your titling. 
Uh-huh. It's nuts. Yeah. There's like that's so much thing. to learn. You shouldn't, you shouldn't have to know that. No. Yeah. You know? But hey, you know, it is what it is. It's part of the game, I guess. Yeah. No. I think I think you could you could talk for hours, like just talking about, you know, algorithm oh, yeah. and stuff like that. But I think honestly, I think you're doing all the right things. I think you know, you, you've obviously improved, you know, more about the algorithm, your audio, your visuals have, have improved. Like, I, I think you're doing all the right things. It's just, you know, keep it, keep it at that pace. And, um, oh yeah. I mean, I don't, to be honest, I'd rather grow at a steady, moderate rate uh-huh. personally that I can manage. I could not imagine what would happen if I woke up tomorrow and I had like 50,000 <laughs> subscribers on YouTube, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that'd be pressure beyond pressure beyond pressure, you know, but if I can grow and, you know, keep putting out, because I think I put out a decent quality with my content. Like I actually think it's pretty high quality. Yeah, I do. And like, I know my triggers are good. Like I know my actual like ASMR triggers are good. Yeah. But like, I also hold, I also always pull back my triggers to more classic ASMR style kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. you know? But I also try to keep, like, especially with my medical videos, I really, really, really try to keep an element of, like, because I think people really enjoy that. Like, they like to just drop into the video and, like... Yeah. Immerse you know, themselves. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I work on making sure, like, the set looks good and, like... Uh-huh. You do a yeah, great but job. But I, like, I put little Easter eggs in there, too, all the time. I like that. I like, like, I leave, like, a, one of my... I think, like, I've left a Pikachu plush in the shot uh-huh. just off in the corner. Yeah. I love my my Lego bonsai tree makes regular appearances in videos. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that one a couple of times. <laughs> um, you know, stuff to leave in. <laughs> yeah, I quickly want to talk about Twitch. So I think you're like six. I, I want to say you're like six months into doing YouTube, uh, and you, and you started Twitch, right? What what was the yeah, what was the driver behind that? Did you always want to do Twitch as well? Miss Caitlin. Okay. The ASMR kitten herself. Um, oh. to be honest, if it wasn't for Caitlin. I would not have a channel. She's like the first ASMR I ever talked to. Loved her content for years. Um, but yeah, she really helped. Like, because I, I brought, I went to her and I was like, hey, I want to do Twitch, ASMR, Twitch. What do you think? And uh-huh. she really encouraged me to go for it. So I went for it. And yeah, Twitch is, uh, Twitch is a whole other piece than YouTube. Yeah. What, the, what, that is, uh, what, do you, what do you love so much about it? I, I know it's a quite an obvious question, but. I mean, I like Twitch just because I like I like the interaction, you know. I exactly. like the back and forth mm-hmm. with my viewers and stuff like that. Um, I mean, it's fun. Yeah, it's exhausting, but it's fun. And that's the thing. I don't think a lot of people understand how tiring like streaming is. <laughs> yeah, I normally only stream for two hours, and then I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, like you've got to turn yourself on. Like you are the entertainer. <laughs> for a couple hours, like you, you are what they're watching mm. and ASMR on Twitch can be very difficult sometimes because like if you're doing like a real focus right like if I'm sitting there with my 3DO doing like a head massage while I'm talking into this this microphone and I have another microphone there that I usually do for binaural yeah you know on Twitch you know when you're doing that and like it's no talking and I have like relaxing background music going and stuff and nobody's interacting you're like okay is my is my stream dead or is everyone asleep <laughs> you know it's it, it, it's one of those things right you're like mm-hmm. i don't know what's going on at this point yeah. i'm like is everyone sleeping or are they just not talking 
you know, and it's tough. I mean, ASMR on Twitch is a it's a tough field to navigate. You know, there's been some stuff that a lot of people are aware of that has gone on in the category that has mm-hmm. caused the issues yeah. for some people. Yeah. You know, I mean, Twitch has always had that kind of thing. I love my Twitch community. I really do. They're great. I like being an ASMRist on Twitch. I do like doing more traditional ASMR on Twitch, but what I found, the Pokemon content is what people really enjoy. You know, they love watching pack openings. I think people really, I mean, let's just take it what it is. People love to watch people gamble, and that's what Pokemon is. It's gambling. You don't know what you're getting inside of it. You're paying money for it, and you might pull something that's worth value. Yeah. It's gambling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people like to watch that. Um, but there are a lot of people that like to watch Pokemon cards, talk about the cards, talk about the artwork, and they like to do it without the hype. You know, they don't want a, a screaming Logan Paul, like, jumping out of your chair over kind of thing. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm sitting here, there's probably, I mean, there's just a mess of trading cards in much. this whole vicinity right now because I didn't click stream last night. Yeah, I have to sort, like, this entire stack of magic cards from the new Dungeon and Dragon oh, set. Oh, nice. I was just about to ask that because I'm, I'm a massive D&D fan, but I've never played Magic. Oh, you are? Um, I've never I played mean, Magic. I mean, look at the Moth Spider we pulled last night. Oh, nice. Plain marker card. I mean, I pulled a Tiamat. Oh, Tiamat. Classic. Oh, yeah. Nice. I'll pull, uh, I mean, pulled so much cool stuff. But, I feel like, like... I have this, this all. I feel like you'd enjoy playing D&D. Have you never played it before? You. I do. I love D and D. So much fun. Okay, good. I love playing D and D. I just don't have time to play D and D. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. It's like my personal time is like non-existent. I basically carve out like one night a week video game with my friends because me and this group of guys have been playing games together two thousand and fourteen. Yeah, because we're all Destiny nerds. We oh, play okay. Destiny. You Destiny? So, yes. you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm a trash goblin hunter. You know, it's fine. <laughs> Everyone knows hunters are the best. Yeah, that is what it is. But um, you know, I going back to the Twitch thing. You know, um, Twitch was another place like kind of hard to find your thing. What brings people in? Being a guy in ASMR on Twitch is tough because mm-hmm. you deal with a lot of trolls and yeah. crap like that. So that's always a good time. Yeah, I'm fortunate. I don't really deal with. I don't really actually deal with a lot of trolling. To be honest, uh-huh. I, I I don't on my YouTube channel or my Twitch. I mean, I get the trolls on obviously more, but it's easy to ignore them. I have a ban button. Yeah, that's it. It's just like, and I understand people say some upsetting things online. I get it, but man, that ban button comes in super handy. Yeah, and nine times out of ten. You're probably distracted and your moderator's already banned them for you. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, I don't get bothered by stuff like that. Like, it, I, I, it is very difficult to upset me by like insulting me or trying to troll me. Like, I, I'm not going to get rattled. It doesn't do anything to me. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I look at these people, especially on Twitch. I mean, these people that I've had. They bombed my channel with like racial slurs and like hate speech. So like 
my mods were going like we we're all like just trying to cover this and then they snuck into my discord and they bombed like horrible things in my discord like, stuff i'm not gonna repeat but like horrific images all over my discord like Shit. that was probably the one thing that made me almost quit streaming yeah it was like i don't want to put up with that but that I, we dealt with it yeah we dealt with it i haven't dealt with it since so i mean it's been better but like i feel bad you know a lot of people do get trolled and a lot of people do get a lot of that and i i go so do not really experience that stuff but i also check all my comments on youtube because if i see a hate my view that's not what my channel's about my channel's about relaxing vibing chilling and just having a good time yeah and opening a ton of pokemon cards well what's not to love about that <laughs> have you have exactly. you have you always been like a big a big pokemon fan what was your first pokemon experience were you like a vi uh, into the video games as well oh yeah Oh yeah, big. I mean, first Pokemon experience. I mean, I got Pokemon Red and Blue. Red and Blue. Well, you know, there you go. Back in the day, yeah. On my Game Boy, I owned. I've I have played every single po. I mean, mine is like the Dungeon and Puzzle. Some of the Dungeon and Puzzle games, uh -huh. but like all the main the main, main series. series Pokemon games, I played every single one. Yeah. What's your favorite? I'm gonna judge you now. I love Silver and Gold. Okay. Yeah. And I know they don't get a lot of love, but I do love Silver and Gold. No, I, like a lot. <laughs> I was too young to to play silver and gold. My first games were ruby and sapphire, but I've I've played um I played heart of gold and soul silver um and I would say they're my second favorite behind ruby and sapphire. And they're great. Uh -huh. Ruby is great too. Mm -hmm. I love ruby. I will say my two least favorite though was the black and white era. I agree. And some oh, some people love garbage. some people love black too and white too. Like they they talk about it religiously, oh. like it's the best thing on earth. But I agree. I think the Pokemon designs in that game was so bad, terrible, terrible. Mm -hmm. The story, everything about that game was bad. <laughs> I, the battle tower was bad. I liked N. Like, I did like N. I mean, even X Y though. I was a little iffy on X Y. Mm -hmm. I liked it better than the black white era, but like XY was still, I was like, eh. and then they brought the Alolan stuff in and I was just, yeah, no. Yeah. I, I think they should yeah. have kept on with the mega evolution, but they, they weren't going to oh, do absolutely. that because they wanted to, they wanted to keep it fresh. Like right. we talked about. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I feel like the, out of the mechanics that they brought in mega evolutions, def definitely been the coolest and they should, they should do more of it. They're, yeah see I, I i don't do i never got into like competitive pokemon like mm -hmm. battling other people i've yeah. always been more into the rpg aspects of it collecting and stuff like that uh -huh. so when i look at mechanics i look at mechanics as mechanics versus the game versus mechanics versus other players uh -huh. yeah but like the gigantamaxing the mega evolutions like they're cool and all but i'm like you don't need to dragon ball everything <laughs> not everything has to get a power up like realistically your character is a child that can run around with a 12.5 pound electric mouse that essentially is thor <laughs> i don't need think you need to grow him to like 30 feet because i mean it's pokemon so they don't care about physics or anything because no. i'm sorry you have like a mega evolution charizard in pikachu at it i don't know what are you gonna have a freaking flame lightning tornado rip it's like they just don't care. No. It's irresponsible. 
Game Freak, get on it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward no, to the... I'm looking forward to the Sinnoh remix, and I'm looking forward to mm-hmm. uh, the um, the open world game. Yeah, I hope I was it. What's it called? Is it Pokemon? Uh, what's that? What's the open world called? The the new one. Oh, Arceus. Arceus. Yes, Legend of Arceus. Yeah, yeah. that I am looking forward to. I hope. The, yeah, they need to do a good job. Um, I like Sword and Shield though. Did like, you? And that's gonna get me flamed. Yeah. But like, I like Sword and Shield. They actually build a good game. The story is iffy but the design is good the mechanics are good the gameplay is really good the region is cool i don't know why everyone complains about the region like i'm not really big on the city stuff well, but like you go into the, the wild areas it's great it's based on the uk so like shout out you <laughs> you know oh yeah it is based on the uk yeah it's just the uk like like flipped 180 degrees basically oh shit mm-hmm <laughs> I kind of forgot about that. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, no, it's, it's good. I mean, that's the thing is like ever since I've started content creation, it's like my brain has like been pushing out like some obscure video game knowledge and stuff because it's like there's only so much space left in there for things. Yeah, um, I think like the four, the first four regions um, were were all like uh, Japanese based. Um, Gen five was Gen five was America. Gen six was France. Uh, Gen seven was obviously Hawaii. Um, and yeah, and Gen Eight was Gen Eight was the UK. Yeah. Um, hmm. But yeah, I, I've always been I've always been a big mainly it's been mainly video games for me. I was more into Yu Gi Oh um, growing up in terms of card games. I I just collected them as a kid. Yu Gi Oh. Yeah, and, and that I, was my thing. I played Yu Gi Oh, but I collected Pokemon. I was the way around. <laughs> and then I moved into Magic. Yeah. But then I got out of Magic. <sighs> it, I I tried to I tried to play competitive Yu-Gi-Oh for a while and it's just it's so expensive to keep up. Um, oh yeah, half of the you battle is buying the new cards. Yeah, you've got to you've got to buy the new cards. Otherwise, um, it's just it's just hard to keep up. Um, I ended up qualifying for European Championships through like a regional qualifier. Um, That's awesome. My deck profile is actually on the internet, um, but it it would give away my full name, so it kind of sucks. But it's it's out there. And I played something really degenerate and like completely off meta yeah. as well. Would you play like pot of greens, like stag and pot of greens? <laughs> it was like basically, basically in like Yu-Gi-Oh, most decks are just really, really like really powerful going first. And I was like, yeah. okay, like I don't want to rely on a coin toss. So I'm just going to set up to go second. I'm going to make my side deck um, um, with cards that, that help me go first if they actually kind of realize that I'm going to go second deck. So I've got that if I need to. And I just played, I just played like loads of board wipes. There's these things called kaijus and you can just kind of like yeah. sacrifice their monster and some of the kaiju and it, it gets rid of like, it gets past all like the, the, the mechanics that you can get around. Um, so I was play, just, oh just, just really, really degenerate stuff like that. And I, I think I finished like sixth. I think I think it's sixth um, and you needed top eight to qualify for European championships. So I, I did it. <laughs> it's like the team at like this card I pulled last night. Uh-huh. This is Tiamat. Yeah. This is the big gen card. Yeah. This is a D-Gen card. The card shouldn't exist. <laughs> it's gross. Like, and I was reading some of these last night after stream, and I'm like, these are so broken. Mm-hmm. There's some cards in there that are just ridiculously broken. There's yeah. a minion card that you can literally sacrifice and summon a dragon and kill in two turns. Yeah. Come on. And that's why I stopped playing Magic. Yeah, it's just a money spinner. They're always going to release more powerful cards. And well, gambling. Yeah, 
said, I mean, it's literally, it's gambling for children. Mm-hmm. They went after the loot boxes. And I said this to my wife the other day, because it kind of just popped into my head. I was like, holy crap. You know, they went after loot boxes in a video game. Like, okay, don't you guys, like, the, don't the game companies have to do exact odd stuff for the- I thought you guys had like a ruling on the loot boxes in video games. Mm-hmm. Like the paid ones. Yeah. Where you're going to get like a random item. I mean, that's exactly what a freaking. It's just. That's what that is. It's a loot box. It's just like a. It's for a, children. Like a fruit machine, isn't it? It's like. It's gambling. Yeah. It's uh, just gambling with shiny cardboard. <laughs> um, I guess the last thing. Um, well, one of the last things is I normally ask like, you know, who, like, who are you outside of ASMR? Obviously, you know, you, you've got your work, you've got your family, not much time for anything else. I think we've covered, uh, you do have your game nights with, with your boys. What, what are you doing? Do you still read a lot like audio books, stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, constantly. Mm-hmm. My, I'm, um, so like instead of traditional reading, because obviously that's time consuming and that takes up a lot of my physical attention, you know, hands, eyes everything mm-hmm. uh, i'm an audible junkie yeah i just listen to audiobooks now all the time like mm-hmm. all day every day like while i'm working audiobook my headphones are always in my head <laughs> that's my favorite thing i like them. i love audiobooks yeah love them um you know we, we go hiking we take i have two dogs so we take the dogs hiking and stuff like that but i mean like with covid and everything like life kind of just kind of got weird Different. for a while mm-hmm. and you know, we used to do a lot of acti- outside of the activities. So I used to do a lot of like Spartan races, you know, mutters, savage, things like that. Yeah. Summer every summer. But now I look at that. I'm like, I'm not going back to doing that because probably going to get sick. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I play my games, you know, with my friends and just hang out with my wife. I mean, that's what you do. Basically, we like to go kayaking. Anything we can do. Basically. Yeah. When we have time. <laughs> Yeah. That's the thing though, you get into your thirties and life gets busy. Like, <laughs> you know, there's weekends like we barely even see each other because we both have other stuff going on. You're just adulting hard. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> the, the, the last thing is I normally ask creators, um, for anyone watching this maybe thinking about starting a channel or um are in the process of starting a channel. Do you have any what yeah, I guess what's like what's your main tip that you would that you would give to those people? Do your research, do your research and plan, have at least an idea of what you want to accomplish mm-hmm. going in. And I'm not saying set a big goal. I just mean like, make sure you have some nice banner art for your channel. Make sure you have a good profile picture, decent description. Don't just do what I did and film one YouTube video, put it in the film like four or five before you even make your channel mm-hmm. public. Like, yeah. and I don't mean put them all up at the same time, but make sure you have put up so you can just be consistent right out the bat. Yeah. But do your research, figure out what you want uh-huh. and have fun with it. That's the thing. If you're not having fun, that's not what we're doing. True. I, that's probably, that's probably the, one of the best pieces of advice I've got so far. So <laughs> well done. Honestly, I think that's, I think that's sound advice. Um, Learn from my mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. The last thing little future section, small section, basically. Um, and yeah, kind of like, is the things you definitely, definitely want to do more of in the space, you know, different types of videos that you haven't done yet, or is it kind of just more the same? To no, I definitely have some more creative stuff I want to do. Um, I actually am a big fan of horror ASMR. Okay. Like the, the fear stuff that uh-huh. brings like that shiver. 
yeah, yeah. the tangle like i have a couple horror based and they're not like bloody freaky horror or anything like that it's more like mental psychological okay. like the idea of somebody walking behind you kind of thing um I like that i got a couple of those that are lined up that i'm going to do for like halloween. halloween um yeah yeah a couple more like fantasy role plays like i have like my sleep wizard video like i'm definitely that character back <laughs> but like i don't know if you've watched that one but like I that's actually one of my favorite videos because it's everything about that video is practical it's all practical effects it's so so cool though so i definitely have more in that space but yeah i mean in the meantime there's gonna be more but yeah fantasy there's definitely some more fantasy i mean amy k like i love amy's content like yeah. she's always been an inspiration for me like i love what she does with all her different fantasy characters and like this world she's built and i really yeah. want to build something like that she myself. has like she has like the tiefling um doesn't she that she she brings back for it. uh-huh <laughs> you, you guys you, have you collabed with amy before i have mm -hmm. well once yeah a while back on a medical video uh oh, that was to, a while ago you need to do a fantasy yeah fantasy I, I actually have been talking with amy about about a collab i have yeah. an idea I just got to bring it to her. <laughs> oh, that's going to be awesome. I, I, I guess, I guess touching more on that um, outside of Amy is that, is there more people that you would like to collab with? Who, who would be your oh, dream yeah. collabs? Like, Oh, I would love to do like a collab with like Bailey and James Matthew and Alice. Like okay. that, I think that'd be fun. Mm -hmm. Um, Lou Wispy. I would die to do a Pokemon box, like a Pokemon card opening with Blue Wispy, because I don't know if you know Blue Wispy. I haven't heard, no. Um, so um, Blue Whisper is ASMR. Amazing content. Like, shh. Oof. So good. <laughs> and she does the most relaxing Pokemon card openings ever. Nice. And love to do one with her. Well, why not? Yeah, while you talk about Pokemon, I guess, do you, is there any non-ASMR Pokemon creators that you watch? Because I, I, I follow a guy called Shady Penguin. I don't know if you know who he is. I do know Shady Penguin. Uh -huh. I do follow him. He's the guy. <laughs> I, I think I've watched Shady since like 2014. Um, Leonard. Probably. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I actually stay away from a lot of Pokemon content online. Mm -hmm. It's... <sighs> Again, it's nothing against the people, but like it, the whole conversation just gets so flame warry and everyone is too hype. Yeah. Like they forget it's a game for children and like it's okay to be a collector. Like they, they lose perspective and it just becomes about greed, not the actual product. And like, like I bought this card for my personal collection and not because like I look like i could go sell this for 75 but that's not what my thought process yeah Ooh, i really wanted this dragonite for my personal collection because like i have dragonite uh-huh you know no yeah so i don't really i don't really like interject myself into the <laughs> online pokemon much that's I fair. just i don't see it as a place where i would fit well personally yeah i like my pokemon i make my content i do my thing you know yeah, I try to attract the kind of, you know, people that I want to hang out with, you know, just chill, just vibe, mm -hmm. just have a good time. Yeah, no, I, I, I respect that. Um, the next thing is like any future projects in the works. I know you've touched on some of them um, with with the role plays that you've got in mind uh, over Halloween and stuff like that. And, you know, you're doing your streaming, which is sometimes the people I get on uh, don't stream. So it's kind of like, oh, I talk to them about that. 
Um, yeah. And then another thing that a lot of people do is is Patreon and stuff like that. Um, I'm guessing that you are fully saturated, no fully saturated on all that. There's just no time for it. Um, yeah, I don't have Patreon. Um, I don't do like custom videos or custom content. No. Um, I have a lot of plans, but I'm basically working about a week. You know, I have to be able to balance my own life. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I kind of just take it one week at a time, to be honest. Yeah. Maybe, maybe see some casual merch in the future. That is definitely a possibility. Uh huh. That is definitely a possibility. There okay. might be some casual merch. I, uh, get some leaks. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm talking with someone about doing a new, and you know, there might be a beanie coming. Okay. Because I like to wear beanies in the winter because I'm bald. That makes sense. I like that. In the wintertime, that is my look. Around uh, November, you'll see a so. beanie mic. We're, 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 yep, we're here for it. <laughs> the last thing um, is, you know, ultimate goals of the channel. Kind of a, it's a big one, you know, it's thinking about way down the line. content creation, right? Full Isn't time. that the goal? Full Isn't time. that the goal for everyone? Full-time content creation? Yeah. Well, some, I think I had one person say they would never do it. I'd do it for a year, at least. Yeah. To see if it worked. Mm -hmm. But, you know. Uh, to be honest, I just want to keep making videos. I, I really just want to keep putting content out there that people enjoy. Yeah. I really, I really like the fact that people genuinely enjoy my, mm -hmm. you know, so I mean, that's really my goal is just to make something people like, and that helps people. And like, if I feel like I can give back a little bit, that's really enough for me. That's it. Yeah. You know, I'm not doing it for the financial benefits. I'm doing it. No. I, I really mean like the channel. So I had a creative outlet and I just like making it. So I, Completely agree. Do it more fun. Yeah, it's the same with me. Um, it's kind of like, you know, I, I lent on ASMR in, in bad times and it's kind of like, you know, I, I want to be there for, for other people now. I think it's yeah. that's fulfilling for me. Yeah, exactly. You know, get back and I'll do it until it's not fun anymore and then I'll move on to something else. Yeah, I just I just love being part of the community. And even if I walked oh, yeah. out of it today, I would still look back on it with great memories. You know, I made some awesome people um you know helped uh, like creators and and viewers you know what i mean um I, I i love that oh yeah there's amazing people in the asmr community honestly shout out giraffe as well that came from that came from your stream oh, to, i love to, giraffe. <laughs> giraffe has been one of my longest time supporters to be honest <laughs> so you know love yeah. giraffe yeah um but yeah, I think that's where we're gonna we're gonna end today. Uh, I will take this opportunity to to thank you, Mike, for for coming on and taking the time out of your day. Uh, I do thank you for having me, Sammy. I really appreciate it, I honestly. Really appreciate it. Like, I love your podcast; it's great. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a really big passion project of mine. I like talking to people and and getting to know more of the person behind the camera because I think you know you can you can do your Q and As. They're just a bit one dimensional, I think. Um, so it's it's nice to. You've never done one? Well, this is good. This is good, you. <laughs> yeah. Never done one. The audience will appreciate this sense. That's that's good. <laughs> um yeah, if you if you're not familiar with Mike, um his uh his links to his uh YouTube, Twitch and uh social medias will be in the video description and the pinned comment. Uh so make sure you check them out. 
Um, this podcast is also available in audio only form. Uh, so the, the YouTube video goes live on the Wednesday and the audio versions will go live the following Tuesday. Um, so if you like, if you like them and you know, you like to listen to your podcast on the go where you can't watch a video, they are perfect for you and you'll find them on all the big podcasting platforms like Spotify, Apple podcasts, and Google podcasts. Um, and you'll find the links to those in the video description as well. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's it. Thank you again. Thank you again, Mike, Thank you. for checking out. Oh, I, I, I will say, um, I, I do, I do um film these uh and upload them every single week with a different creator so if you did enjoy this um and you want more uh yeah please leave a like comment down below what you thought if you have any questions for mike drop them down i can't guarantee that i'll answer uh but i say that anyway um subscribe if you're not subscribed already um and click that bell icon so you don't miss out on any future podcast episodes and normally it's my videos because i do upload those as well uh, but this has been the Wiretap Whisper podcast. Mike's been an amazing guest. And we'll see you guys in the next one. Goodbye.